Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. A big fight with the wife. Big fight with the wife. Guess what I caught her doing? Taking the subway for the last time. Usually it's the other way around. I want her to spend less money. I want to, but I just can't have her. I can't have you. I can't have my audience on that damn subway when totally out of control. It's totally out of control down there. Derelicts and losers and criminals, and they're all fired up. They're all fired up by the fake news, by, uh, yeah, the system. The system is rotten. The system is racist. Everybody's at each other's throats. Literally, some guy was uh, stabbed in Brooklyn today in the throat, in the throat. So get the hell off the subway. We have no faith in uh, the mayor, the authorities. You know, you can't you can't be the mayor. You, you, you told us the authorities are racist and broken. And now you you're the authority. All right. What are you going to do? Point to them and say they're racist and broken. Well, you're doing that at the same time. Um, anyway, hope you had fun, Eric Adams, enjoying the, um, you know, what, what did he get out of this? He got, he, got, he got to go on the late night show with Stephen Colbert. He gets to still wear those uh, uh, those ties and those suits and, and knock yourself out. That's it. We expect absolutely nothing from you. We're on our own. We are on our own. Uh, you have neither the ability nor the inclination to to fix this mess. And, uh, hey, at this point, we're kind of used to it. We are. A couple of years under de Blasio. Now you will get through this, I guess. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm going to, I don't know. I just don't. Mm. Florida, right? No taxes down there. You can drive everywhere you want. Beautiful, clean grocery stores. Um, yeah, why not? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Hey, things could be worse. We could be in Ukraine. We could be in Russia right now. Hey, what is it with these Russians? Jeez. Did you see the tank roll over the car with a guy in it? That wasn't necessary. That's a that's a that's got to be a war crime. There's a car driving down the highway by himself. It's not trying to ram the tank or anything like that. I've been in combat. You know when a car is trying to, you know, is a suicide bomber or something like that. This is a guy driving his car. And the tank went out of its way. You got to see this. It's online all over the place. A tank jumps three lanes to crush the car. Runs right over the A tank can do that. A tank is an amazing weapon. Crushes the tank. This is right in the heart of uh, uh, downtown Kiev, it looks like. Kiev, whatever. And he crushes the car with his tank and then backs up and forward, backs up and forward to make sure it's good and crushed. People are horrified. Then the tank goes uh, about its business, leaves the area. Guess what? The guy inside, somehow the, the car is crushed. Like, you know when they make the cars a cube? You know when they do that with the cars? That's kind of what it was like. It was totally flattened. And the guy was alive. The guy was actually alive, banged up, kind of scared, but he was somehow alive. Talk about a miracle. Bop it a boop it a boop it. Hey, good luck. Uh, I'm impressed with that Zelensky guy. Zelensky is the president of Ukraine. Gosh, what does he think of us? We 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 suddenly look like the backwards country, right? That phony impeachment. 
The guy's asking for help. He's not getting any. So I guess the latest is they're going to pledge neutrality. Neutrality. They will be neutral. They're not going to join NATO, and they want peace, and there's talk of that. I don't know. I would love it. I would love it if everything, they just called off this stupid war. War is really bad. You know who doesn't realize that? Mm, Civilians, ordinary people, people who have never seen war think that, oh, I've seen it. We have those precision munitions. You know who was the worst when it came to this? Uh, George W. Bush and his team, Paul Wolfowitz, Rumsfeld, all those guys who thought they were so damn smart, but they were dumb. I tell you what, the Iraq war put a really bad taste in my mouth. You remember when George Bush came out all proud and happy about, uh, hey, we're invading Iraq 5,000 miles away? Does this sound familiar, anybody? Uh, Cut 29. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. On my orders, coalition forces have begun striking selected targets of military importance to undermine Saddam Hussein's ability to wage war. You feel like a tough guy, didn't you? Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't like Putin at all. He's a tyrant. I expect tyrants to act like tyrants, and I expect us to be able to deter them. But I expect more from America. You know, what's his name? Rolled out of bed, Putin, and invaded the country right next door, a part of the country that used to be part of his country, Russia. They used to be the same country. He wants it back. I can kind of understand that. I don't approve of it, but I can understand it. I can't understand George W. Bush going 6,000 miles away to invade a country that did not attack us, that was a sovereign nation. It's a sovereign nation. I heard the fake news all day long yesterday. Oh, Ukraine is a sovereign nation. Like that word is like somehow all nations are sovereign. Cut 36. Listen to this. Democratic nation, a sovereign country, is under attack, being invaded as we speak. Russia launches an unprovoked invasion of a sovereign nation. Russia uh, persists in its invasion of a sovereign country, Ukraine. The Russians have gone across an internationally recognized border into Ukraine, into a sovereign country. (gasps) Sovereign! All right, I know, right? It's right next door. I don't want this to happen. I wish it didn't happen. I wish that Joe Biden had not been so mealy-mouthed and contradictory in his public statements and he was he was all over the place no wonder why putin invaded when you got a a half brain like joe biden saying stuff like this for weeks for a week last month uh what do you think putin's gonna do and joe biden literally said i don't know gotta do something cut 32 i'm not so sure he has uh is certain what he's gonna do my guess is he will move in He has to do something. Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. Minor incursion. Is this uh, all right? You can see why uh, Putin would take advantage of the moment. Can't you? I can. Makes total sense. One of the reasons why he was so vague And back and forth is when he was so specific, it got him in trouble. Uh, This is, what, June or so? Remember when Afghanistan fell? (laughs) 
It's like ancient history now. What? What happened? Yeah, we lost the war in Afghanistan. Thanks to Joe Biden. But he was so clear cut about what wouldn't happen. He's never going to try to he's never going to speak like this again. Cut 31. The Taliban is not the South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. Yeah, well, uh, six weeks later, we saw those people on the roof of the embassy, Afghanistan. And it looked just like uh, the evacuation of Hanoi in 1975. Same exact thing. So now he's – and instead of being specific, he's uh, vague and jumpy and weirdly smiling. Did you see yesterday? He was giggling and laughing, and it made no sense. I put it up on my Twitter. It's a pretty good picture of this. It's uh, it, what is happening. What is he thinking? By the way, does anybody understand swift sanctions? We're not actually invoking them. They could be even more damaging to Putin and his economy, but Joe's holding back. This is where it would be really great to not have a president who was taking money from the Russians and the Ukrainians, which he did. It's documented. He did it. And he's got a lot of money from the Chinese. Did you hear? We shared intelligence with the Chinese a couple of months ago saying, hey, we think Ukraine is about to be invaded by Russia. Here are the satellite pictures. They're about to move in. Can you help us? What did the Chinese say? No. And what they do? They called up Putin and told them what we told him. It's in today's New York Times of all places. I can't imagine. I can't believe that, that that President Xi would do that. After all the time Joe Biden spent with him, remember when he ran around bragging about how much time he spent with uh, President Xi? I spent more time with him than any other world leader. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, uh, goofy president. Oh, the deterrent matter. One other thing here, and I can't stand this stuff, really. It's it's. And part of me, to be honest, I wish I was there. I, I wish it wasn't happening, number one. But now that it's happening, I feel a little bit weird that I'm not there. Um, I was there for the invasion of Iraq. I didn't quite frankly want to be there, but once it started, I was kind of glad I was there. That's where the action is. I kind of want to be there. I kind of want to see it for myself. Uh, can't do that anymore. Family, all those kinds of things. But uh, you know what? I you, you get that feeling ever? You kind of want to see what's going on. You want to be on the ground. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So, fake news montage. We covered that. You let me know what you think. I am pretty much... Look, Zelensky's a brave guy. I like him. I really do. He's out there on the streets. His family is safe. He's... Basically, starting an underground movement. This thing could be over in 12 hours or it could go on for another year. I think it's going to wrap up pretty soon. Don't you? Hmm? I got one other thing. While this is all happening, John Kerry is still talking about climate change. Remember John Kerry Lurch? He's still, uh, oh, forget him for a moment. Hillary Clinton was on the news this morning. She co-anchored Morning Joe. She was on for about an hour. She senses such an opportunity right now. What a snake in the grass. She says people need to be called out who are supporting Putin and who are undermining Joe Biden. No, no one's doing that. 
you can make observations about Joe Biden's weakness and Putin's wiliness without undermining America. That's okay. Anyway, she is so ambitious. She thinks this is an opportunity. She knows she can see that everybody else can see that Biden stinks, that it's over for him in one way or another. It's 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 it's, it's just not going to last. He's not going to run for president in 2024. It's just not going to work out that way. Hey, one other thing. Remember, after George W. Bush invaded and we found no weapons of mass destruction and he falsely declared the war over, cut 30. Major combat operations in Iraq have ended. In the Battle of Iraq, the United States and our allies have prevailed. Yeah, wrong. That was May 1st of 2003. When did we get out of Iraq? Eight years later? Nine years later? And this guy can walk around and show his face in public and question Trump supporters, question their patriotism. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. And you know what's really the worst part is? That America reelected him. How did that happen? You tell me. The other thing is, oh, did you see the pictures of those kids opening fire at that basketball court? You see that right in the middle of the day, right in Manhattan. Two two skinny kids open fire. They're wearing masks. This mask thing has to stop. It gives criminals literal cover. They love it. So do corrupt politicians. All right, give me a second. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. I think the Kardashians have done more to hurt this country, harm this country, than Vladimir Putin, than certain terrorists. I'm looking at a picture of um, which, 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 which Kardashian is this? This is Kendall. This is Kendall Jenner. I guess she's related. She's the niece of, uh, who the hell knows? She's in that whole clan. This is, this is Caitlin. This is Bruce Jenner's daughter. Uh, Bruce married, uh, uh, Mrs. Kardashian and had, had all these kids. Some of these kids, some of these kids were Kardashian Mrs. Kardashian was married before to O.J.'s friend, Kardashian, right? Kendall Jenner shows up. There's Kendall, there's Kylie, there's 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 Kim. And there are these uh, these pictures and these videos and this uh, offensive reality TV. Look, I am no prude. I've you know, I'm uh, here's the problem, though. Children, young women and girls are modeling their lives after these bimbos. I see Kendall sucking on a shake with her legs spread, a bathing suit that maybe, maybe in the bedroom, but flaunting it in a pretty vulgar way. By the way, when's the last time you actually heard Vulgar, the word vulgar used. Someone's vulgar. You don't hear it anymore because, quite frankly, it's not even a negative. It's just understood that everything is vulgar. 
There are certain phrases and terms that have fallen out, like a chip on one's shoulder. And that person has a chip on their shoulder, you know, always looking for a fight, always upset about something. You can No, you don't hear that anymore because everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. The moment somebody fe- feels offended or remotely uncomfortable, <gasps> they go to HR, they call the police, they call the media. What a big, what a bunch of big babies we become. Now, here's what's so corrosive, though, about the Kardashians and Kendall Jenner. People want to look at pictures all day. They can. But that has a that has a real impact. No one's doing their job as well as they should. You can see it happening all around us. People are getting worse. We're relying on the robots, on machines to do it for us. We've become more expendable than ever before. And all anybody seems to want to do is look at pictures all day long. Scroll and like and tweet and Instagram and post and all this nonsense that gets you nowhere. And there are about eight people in the country who are making money on this crap. Eight eight individuals, eight citizens, eight people. The rest is all sucked up by corporations. And the horrible thing, the tragedy of it all is... That young women and girls, they look to Kendall Jenner and think, well, I could be like that. I can make money like that. No, you can't. You're just a young girl with a phone. You don't have anything of value going on. The idea of learning a trade, of getting good at something, great at something, toiling, working, sweating. No, no, not interested. Maximum gratification for minimum effort. Who the hell wants to sweat it out when you can be a nobody and be a superstar? What a bunch of schmucks we are, right? These Kardashians and Kendall Jenner, it's almost a cliche to complain about it. It's almost like complaining about a cancer that's overtaken a body. What are you going to do? It's too late. It's terminal. Ah... How much radiation is it going to take to rid us of this crap? I don't want to sound like a... <laughs> I, don't want to, I know I sound pretty mean. I know I sound pretty uh, uh, ugly right now. But this is having a real, real effect. And I am worried about my daughter, my daughters now. What the hell is going to... What kind of world is this going to be? Well, there, and you know what's going to happen. These phones are going to look ancient in about two years. Everyone's going to be walking around with helmets on, virtual reality. And guess what? Virtual reality is going to be better than reality. You can feel anything. You can be anybody. You can see anything. Just put that helmet on and check out. Ever see the movie The Matrix? I think we're going in that direction pretty dramatically. It's really going to happen. Now, I can't stand, I can't stand big tech. They've promoted them, promoted this false fantasy, and they've tried to cancel people like me with ideas, people like me who are pro-Trump, people like me who want to have an honest and direct and fair and open conversation about race, a serious one to avoid the A serious one instead of the phony one that they want to have. 
By the way, did you see the three cops who were there, Chauvin, when Chauvin was had his knee on that guy's neck? Three cops, three other cops were convicted of civil rights violations, federal civil rights crimes. They could go to jail for up to 20 years to life or something like that. I think it's going to be a lot less. Here's a sign. They're all still out on bail, own recognizance, so um, they're not going to get, I think it's less than 10 years per. Media never told us, never wanted to tell us that uh, of those three cops, two were of color. One was Asian, one was black. The other was a white guy. They also never tell you that George Floyd desperately begged to be let on the ground. They had him in the patrol car. He started to have a panic attack, or at least he was faking a panic attack. It seemed like a genuine panic attack to me. And he said, put me on the ground, put me on the ground, put me on the ground. Well, they did. They were trying to care for him. Now, Chauvin should not have done what he did. Of course not. And also, it should not have been in the Minneapolis patrol manual that he would be allowed to do that. It was in black and white. It was a restraint maneuver that was authorized by the police department. Knee or leg on the neck. It was actually in the patrol manual. What else? Why is it that no one's talking about or no one did talk? Because this is ancient news. Oh, are you crazy? What are you talking about that for? That's over and done with. Come on. Let's move on. Well, I don't think so. There are two autopsies. One that says that George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. And a heart attack and about 17 other things that he had wrong with him. But not compression, not strangulation. That's what the initial autopsy said. And then politically correct woke coroners who never laid a hand on George Floyd, dead or alive, weigh in from all over the country, threatening to cancel the coroner who came up with that report. You better come up with something else, and you better come up with it fast. We all saw the video. And what did they do? Of course, they caved. They wrote the report that the woke left wanted, not what the facts and evidence demanded. What are my options other than Florida? You know, I keep hearing what a great country this is. Is it? Is it? We are probably the most immature country on earth full of some of the silliest people on earth. Yes, we've got the best thing, the Constitution of the United States. Wow, absolutely. And the, the position of America, where it is, and our founding fathers and the wisdom. But we are blowing it. We're absolutely blowing it. Giving up every single advantage we have. Now we know what it's like to have a totally compromised president, giving it away to Russia, giving it away to China. And the fake news, they're inhibited, they're intimidated, they won't say it. Now anybody could see that press conference, Joe Biden was a a man in desperate need of medication. He was totally tone deaf, smiling, laughing. This is a matter of war and peace, right? He's smiling. He's laughing. At one point, he says, let's see here. 
deterrent. Now, I thought sanctions are a deterrent, right? Joe doesn't think so. Where is this? The whole thing about deterrence. You got that? Have you found that yet? The So we've heard for months that the sanctions were there because, uh, here we go. Listen to this. Everybody's saying, except Joe, that sanctions are for deterrence. Cut 33. Sanctions clearly have not been enough to deter Vladimir Putin to this point. What is going to stop him? How and when does this end? And do you see him trying to go beyond Ukraine? And a second question I'll just give to you now. This statement that he gave last night, will, that the, the threat that he gave, the West will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. Is he threatening a nuclear strike? I have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done, number one. Number two, no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. Well, uh, that's news to your entire team, Joe Biden. Talk about wildly off message or what are you doing now? Listen to that. You're going to hear Joe say that again and followed by every single one of his national security team say the opposite. Cut 34. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. So, um, yeah, right. It's it's right there. Pretty black and white. Anybody can understand that. Joe Biden is at odds with his own administration. This is a big deal. This is news. So I watched the news last night, the traditional news, the mainstream media news, because this obviously would be a big deal. No, it wasn't. They didn't even go out. They just didn't even mention it. They just don't no, no, no. Why does he get this kind of uh, protection? There's this whole thing going on. Well, you have to back the president in time of war. Shut up. All right, we're not at war. I heard all this stuff about, oh, this is a wartime president, a wartime president. No, 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 no. And all that connotes, right? Am I a wartime radio host because Ukraine's being it? No, of course not. Uh, Andrew in the Bronx, yes. Greg, thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to say um, fantastic show so far. And uh, to a point you made earlier, my wife and I were 30 years old, been living in New York all our lives, and we're getting out, heading to Florida. Could not, I don't think there's uh, anywhere else to go, really. It's, it's been crazy, crazy in New York City. Where are you going to Florida? Uh, right now, we're looking uh, somewhere near Wesley Chapel. That's where my parents are. Uh, they're moving, and her parents are moving out, and uh, the writing's on the wall. It's Where's that? Even... Where's Wesley Chapel? It's, um, I got to tell you, it's, it's just east of uh, St. Petersburg on the West Coast. All right. Well, listen, good luck down there, okay? Yes, thank you, Greg. Really appreciate when it. When are you leaving? Uh, we're hopefully August, between August and October of this year. Is Florida far enough? What other country would we go to if we couldn't ha- if we decided this place was just too far gone? 
have faith. We got to have faith. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I had a little conversation with somebody who runs a nursery school. They were excellent, by the way. Really nice. Really nice. I got a good feeling about this nursery school. But if the conversation had gone another way, if they told me that, you know, all the all the students are going to decide their pronouns on day one and mass will be mandatory, I I just don't know. I I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I serve this country in uniform. Great. I feel like I did my part. If um, they start messing with my children, though. I wonder. I wonder. I could see myself dual citizenship. I could see myself bolting. What the hell? What does it even mean anymore, huh? What does it mean to be an American? Let me know. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Oh, yo, Eric Adams got himself in trouble by appointing a bunch of people who are anti-gay bigots. Anti-gay bigots got two big jobs in the Eric Adams administration. Uh, let's see here. They, uh, you know, when you're as woke as Eric, you're supposed to be uh, pro-gay, pro-everything, right? Here he is trying to explain his way out of this one. Let's see how he does. Cut 21. I have a a rigorous selection process to determine who's going to be in city government. And whomever serves under me will serve all New Yorkers. The goal is to convert, allow people to evolve so that they can see the error of their ways. That's who we are. We're talking about Eric Adams, someone who has stood with you, fought with you side by side, even at my political detriment. We can get through this together. Huh? Fall with us side by side. That third person stuff really is distasteful. Eric Adams. This is, reminds me of when he worked with that uh, that accountant who was homeless, who strangely enough uh, made sure that Eric didn't have to pay that much in taxes and didn't actually bother filing taxes for a couple of years. Right? That that account, he was trying to build him up, make him feel good. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, cut uh, twenty two. These appointments say more about the mayor's values and his lack of willingness to engage with and serve the LGBTQ community in New York City in good faith. In November, we elected the most diverse city council in its history with clear shared values of inclusion, dignity, justice. These appointments are the opposite of those views. We will prevail. We will prevail. Because justice and what is good and right and the God who made us queer is on our side. Yeah. Well, uh, I have to uh, join forces uh, with the LGBTQ community. I don't think that you can appoint two avowed opponents of gay marriage to city hall positions uh, in this year, 2022. You know, it's uh, if you're gay, if you're anti-gay marriage, you basically have no place in politics anymore. I. It, it's it's fascinating. You know, Obama was uh, was a, against gay marriage. He was for civil unions, but they have gone that that train's left the station. Everything's changed. Everything's different. And yeah, I got the the, 
the left turning on Eric Adams. Does this work to his advantage long term? Actually, I don't think so. This this is just bonehead politics. Uh, the latest uh, mistake. One more. Here he is on the Seth Meyers show. Talk about a jerk. Seth Meyers, unfunny, nasty. Um, and you can tell how bad that show is with no audience here. Cut 23, if you don't mind. The subway system is a microcosm of the pain people are feeling. And if we go down there and just displace them without dealing with that pain, then we are just kicking the can down the road. We have a comprehensive plan that is going to put people in housing, deal with their mental health issues, but also set the standard. You can't be on the train uh, shooting up drugs, pushing people on the tracks, committing crimes, barbecuing. No, this is our transportation system. Yeah. And so we want to send the right message that people should feel safe. That's the lifeblood of our city. If it's not safe, it's the great equalizer. No matter how much you make, you could be from Wall Street or live on my street. You take the subway system, we're all the same. And I want a good, safe, clean, affordable, reliable subway system. And I'm going to give that to New Yorkers. Yeah, too late. Wrong. You can't. You don't know anything. That's the problem. He knows how to get a, a cheap round of applause on a talk show and say a couple of things. And if you really listen, he's not he's not an effective speaker. So but he doesn't have the administrative. He doesn't have the political. He doesn't have the wherewithal, the skills to do this, to pull any of this stuff off. And that's what we're seeing. And not only that, turns out he's a big time racist. He's a big time bigot. And, you know, he's still benefiting from a wannabe woke media. They they feel uncomfortable challenging him because he is black. This is the prolonged moment of Black Lives Matter in certain circles. So he's still getting a bit of a free ride. But we know the truth. Be back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Presidents don't get to do this very often. Nominate somebody for the Supreme Court. Uh, Justice Breyer retired a few weeks ago or announced his retirement. And now, in what looks like a classic case of Operation Change the Subject, Today is the day they choose to announce the replacement nominee, and it is Katanji Brown Jackson. She's 51 years old. She's a judge. Pretty impressive. Harvard this, Harvard that. I heard her speak earlier today. Pretty impressive. Doesn't really matter. Uh, she's. I assume that she's liberal. Oh, and now she's about to speak. Oh, Joe Biden's making a big deal out of the whole thing. You know, just song and dance, man. Just get right to it. We want to hear this. Uh, Joe Biden. Gosh, he was so bad yesterday. So strange and out of his depth. Just trying to couldn't handle basic questions about the scenario. All right. He's wrapping up now. And then we're going to hear from the new. Do we want to listen to this? I mean, look, she's going to be I don't care if she's liberal, to be honest. I mean, she's replacing another liberal. This is not a pivotal moment. This is not a sea change. This is not going to be. She's just filling a slot, you know. 
who was the who retired? Why was it such a battle when 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 Kennedy retired? Justice Kennedy, that was a big deal because uh, that guy, even though he was appointed by Reagan, essentially voted with the left a lot of times. Bit of a swing vote. Kavanaugh was. Uh, who did Gorsuch replace? Uh, Scalia. Scalia. All right. Go ahead and turn the volume up just for a minute. Became public school teachers. Her mom, a principal. Her dad, a teacher who later went back to school and became a lawyer representing that very school district, that school board. Judge Jackson describes finding her love for the law from an apartment complex at the University of Miami where her dad was attending law school. She'd draw in her coloring book at the dining room table next to her dad's law books. She grew up to be a star student, elected mayor of her junior high school. Mayor. And president of her high school class where she was a standout. She was a standout on the speech and debate team. And it was after a debate tournament that took place at Harvard when she was in high school that she believed she could one day be a student there. There were those who told her she shouldn't set her sights too high. Let her speak. But she refused All right, to All right, when she comes back, thanks. Thanks, Joe. Mediocre man, mediocre intellect, mediocre resume, and there he is, the president of the United States. 81 million people voted for him. No. <laughs> More than anyone ever. No. I don't Suspicious. So suspicious. Oh, bad. Kamala's standing right next to him. Like, she really does look like she's being held hostage. I admit it. I thought she was going to be picked instead. All right. I want to hear this. Uh, so just for a second, I'll see what you have to say. Who wants to talk about David in Westchester. Hi. Hey, Greg. How are you, sir? Yeah, fine. Good, good. Um, I feel your frustration on the America's inner corrosion. I made a couple of notes because I wanted to be clear in my thought. And I love the fact that you said, yeah, wow, we have the Constitution. Like, people are forgetting it doesn't live on its own. It, the people need to make that work. And we both agree that people are equal. Do you see that maybe perhaps people are looking at everyone's negatives, you know, as opposed to everyone's positives? Like everyone's so big to jump on everybody that I think hatred is causing all the behavior of what we're seeing today. Do you think there's a possibility that, you know, there could be uh, some sort of understanding that communities could actually be one? Do you think that's a, a real dream? I think that envy is more the uh, more the root cause than hatred. And social media has provided us a window into a false world that doesn't exist, although it's uh, it seems very desirable. These people who seem to have everything, beauty, luxury, money, and they don't even have to be superstars to have those things. And I think that has driven these wedges Social media. There are some great things we've gotten from the Internet, but this could be the end of us. This. And the only way I see putting the brakes on it, people stop looking at themselves, looking at each other, and looking to God. That that could really flip the switch uh, in, a, in, in the most spectacular way. Uh, but right now, you know, all this stuff, it all it all disintegrates, including our bodies. What's being worshipped right now more than anything? Some chick 
Some 105-pound chick looking at herself, spreading her legs like Kendall Jenner. Now, it's one thing if she wants to, uh, like, I would have had more sympathy, more admiration, more interest, quite frankly, if it was just a select few of us admiring these photos. But that it's eight, eight, girls in eighth grade who are now re reevaluating and redefining what happiness is. That's why that's why I'm so distressed. Thank you, David, very much. Wait a second. I never spoke to a Gustavo before. Is that your real name? How are you? Gustavo? Yes, sir. Very nice talking to you. How are you? Very good. Thank you. And? Yeah, I, I just, when you said about you're a Marine, I'm a former Marine, too. I'm not former, but I, I retired recently. And I I don't like it the way you said it, that you would like that double citizenship to go somewhere else. You have a little, you have to have a little bit more faith in this country. I do. I'm have a double, double citizenship, and I love to de- I love to live in this well, country. Well, I mean, I yeah, I'm just talking about double citizenship. What is your alternate country? Where could you go if things get really bad here? I I, I have trust in this country. I would never. I know, good, about- but I'm just curious. Where's that other country? You got dual citizenship. What's the other one? I'm from Colombia. Okay, excellent. I hear that's very nice. And the good thing about going to Colombia, you don't get much in the way of jet lag, right? I mean, you just straight down. You don't go through a lot of time zones. Is, is that right? Correct. Not, 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 not too many times. So no. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. Uh, what else goes down uh, in Colombia? I would never go there either. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm open-minded on the subject. I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep an open mind. All right. Thank you so much, sir. I, 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 I hope I didn't disappoint you. But I'm just, uh, I'm sorry, man. You know, I got mobs outside. I got people telling me I can't say certain things. I can't think certain. Or you can think them, but God forbid you express them. You know, they're about to make it. They're trying to make it illegal to talk about the election of November of 20, which I believe they messed with in a big way. Now, now, now is America still America if you can't talk about that? Is America still America if you don't want to get vaccinated? They make you get the vaccine or they terminate you and they take everything away from you. You know, America's uh, is great, but that other guy said we got to keep it going, and it's going backward. It's becoming something totally different, and I don't like what it's becoming. And it's okay to say that too. I don't want to get it from the other side. Oh, looks at him; he's not he's not patriotic. No, this is coming. This is patriotic. I'm not going to go with the flow on this one. Now, how much longer can Biden speak? They're waiting on him. The woman, I just saw the nominee, the poor nominee, Kentenji Jackson. Look at her watch. Why is he holding up? He's been speaking for 20 minutes. The more he speaks, the le- it doesn't work. Gustavo, one more thing. What would you do in the Marine Corps? I was, uh, I joined in 91. I was in the air wing in uh, Cherry Point. We might we might have crossed a uh, uh, path somewhere in Cherry Point. Back in the nineties, so I don't know, maybe. Yeah, well, I was there in ninety five and ninety six. What did you do in? Uh, what'd you do? I was in supply back then, and then I joined the reserves right away after I got out in ninety five. Joined uh, two twenty five here in New York, Long Island, and uh, I retired in two thousand seventeen. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yes, I'm sure we did. We were on. We were at Cherry Point at the same time. All right, Gustavo, thank you. Oh, 
Here we have it. Here she is, the new Supreme Court Justice, maybe, Katanji Jackson. She's 51 years old, judge on the Circuit Court of Appeals in Washington. And uh, let's hear her. Supreme Court. I've met with the chairman and ranking members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Oh, sorry. It's still Senator him. Senator Dick Durbin, Senator Chuck Grassley. Oh. And my hope is that they will move promptly. And I know they'll move fairly. Here we go. Judge Jackson, congratulations. And the podium is yours. Let me pull this out for you. Where, how, where is it? There you go. You got it? But okay. See, presidents can't do much. Thank you. And thank you very much, Mr. President. I am truly humbled by the extraordinary honor of this nomination, and I am especially grateful for the care that you have taken in discharging your constitutional duty in service of our democracy with all that is going on in the world today. I also offer my sincere thanks to you as well, Madam Vice President, for your invaluable role in this nomination process. I must begin these very brief remarks by thanking God for delivering me to this point in my professional journey. My life has been blessed beyond measure And I do know that one can only come this far by faith. Among my many blessings, and indeed the very first, is the fact that I was born in this great country. The United States of America is the greatest beacon of hope and democracy the world has ever known. I was also blessed from my early days to have had a supportive and loving family. My mother and father, who have been married for 54 years, are at their home in Florida right now, and I know that they could not be more proud. It was my father who started me on this path when I was a child, as uh, the president mentioned. My father made the fateful decision to uh, to transition from his job as a public high school history teacher and go to law school. Some of my earliest memories are of him sitting at the kitchen table, reading his law books. I watched him study, and he became my first professional role model. My mother, who was also a public high school teacher, provided invaluable support in those early days, working full-time to enable my father's career transition while also guiding and inspiring four-year-old me. My only sibling, my brother Kitaj, came along half a decade later, and I'm so proud of all that he's accomplished. After graduating from Howard University, he became a police officer and a detective on some of the toughest streets in the inner city of Baltimore. After that, he enlisted in the Army, serving two tours of duty in the Middle East. I believe that he was following the example set by my uncles who are in law enforcement. You may have read that I have one uncle who got caught up in the drug trade and received a life sentence. That is true. But law enforcement also runs in my family, 
In addition to my brother, I had two uncles who served decades as police officers, one of whom became the police chief in my hometown of Miami, Florida. I am standing here today by the grace of God as testament to the love. Well, you know what? Listen, uh, I like her. I mean, I know I probably disagree with her about a lot of things, uh, but what's not to like there? That's a that's a kind of a beautiful statement so far. Beautiful statement. I heard before that she said she doesn't want to let her personal views affect how she interprets the law. I like that as well. I know she probably cheats a bit. They all do. It's kind of impossible not to when you're looking at this stuff and writing opinions based on a 230-year-old text, the Constitution. But what the hell? I like her. Katanji Jackson, right? Is that her name? Katanji Brown Jackson. Let's see here. I just put it up on uh, the tweet. I like her. Let's see what happens. Be right back. Is the Greg Kelly Show. Yeah, I like that lady, uh, Judge Jackson. Oh, you're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to like. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, well, come on. Calm down. Um, and somebody says, oh, I'm not surprised you liked you liked Adams, too. What the hell drug is she on? Somebody said, did she defend terrorists at some point? Did she have a client who's a terrorist? Is that true? Hey, the way our system works, everybody gets a lawyer. Everybody. 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 That's the way it works. Not being nominated for... um, Justice Thomas's spot. Come on, let's get real here. It's Briars. It's going to be fine. And don't fall for the whole damn thing. It's Operation Change the Subject anyway. You know, everybody said that, oh, Trump is so lovey-dovey with Putin. Oh, he's just giving it all up for Putin. No, no, no. Threw all kinds of lethal weapons at Ukraine. Russia hated that was always urging Europe to get off of Russian oil. Russia didn't like that. They wanted the dependence and they wanted the money. This is a great clip of Trump just berating uh, the uh, uh, the German delegation. It's pretty funny. He's just laying into them. And you guys got to start paying your paying your fair share. This is one of the reasons why the swamp hated him. This is why I love him and you too, because he wasn't afraid to just say things that were so true. Cut 41. It's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. So we're protecting Germany. We're protecting France. We're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. And I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Uh, Ultimately, Germany will have almost 70 percent of their country controlled by Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, we've been complaining about this 
from the time I got in. It should have never been allowed to have happened. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia because they were getting from 60 to 70 percent of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO. And I don't think it should have happened. And I think we have to talk to Germany about it. Is that great or what? And the Germany guy is just (laughs) nervous, shifting in his seat. It's fantastic. And we miss it. It's going to be back. Be back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Uh, The news director of WABC just walked in the door, Lydia Serrani. Lydia, hello. 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 How are you? Uh, Not bad. So uh, what is going on? I knew it was a bad weekend in the subways. Seven people nearly hacked to death. Mm -hmm. You say uh, last night was a bad night as well? Yeah, there were uh, several random attacks. One of them, a woman at the Queens Plaza a subway station. She was getting off of work. She's a researcher, Nina Rothschild, 57 years old. And a guy followed her and he tried to kick her to kind of make her fall. And then he whipped out a hammer and he hit her viciously with a hammer like 16 times, grabbed her purse. And now she is in critical condition, just so senseless. And uh, oh my God. I, it's hard. And we got the video of it. It's on WABCradio.com. What time of day did this happen? This is 1130 at night. Well, that's kind of pushing it. Uh, what well, about the other one? The the other two are just people getting randomly attacked and slashed, but no, but they're they're all doing okay. But this woman, she her job is literally around the corner, so why wouldn't she take the subway? And this guy just like follows her down the steps, and uh, I don't know. Do you think Mayor Adams will be able to clean up the city? Of course not. No, this guy is the, the worst. Is, oh, no. Listen, here's what we can do. Stay off the subway. That includes you, especially you, Lydia. Are you riding the subway? I do not ride the subway, but we pay for the subway, our taxes and everything. Why uh, shouldn't know, we, we pay use for it? a lot of well, why? I mean, I, I don't want to. We could have a philosophical discussion about taxes and infrastructure. In the meantime, don't take the subway. All right. <laughs> and now transit officials say about 350 people are currently living underground in the trains and in, in the subway station and the train themselves and the tunnels. I think it's probably a lot. More I, than I that. agree. I think. I think it's way more. That's what they're saying. It's 350, but I don't know. I don't know where they get those numbers that they count them all. They, they're guessing half the time. No, it's total chaos down there. Uh, wow. I mean, this is. And by the way, do you think it's interesting? They're using knives, not guns. They right. switched. It's almost like uh, it was like a deliberate change of strategy. Right. Uh, I don't know. And, you know, this is another little tidbit of information I wanted to tell you. How do, how do you feel about Governor Hochul? Uh, I think she belongs to the beauty parlor. Okay. I think I think she's overdoing it a little bit on the Botox, but that's besides the point. So last night there was a gala honoring Korean-Americans. And you know Ron Kim, the assemblyman who called out Cuomo about the nursing home crisis and uh, everything like that? Vaguely, yeah. You know that guy that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. he says Cuomo friend? It's a long time ago. But so yeah. he tweeted out that Governor Hochul didn't want to sit at his table because she was, quote, pissed off at him. And so he was just like, are you serious? He says, I'm the only, you know, state elected official that's of Korean descent. And this woman, she wouldn't even uh, like sit down next to me and acknowledge me because uh, she's upset. Now I think he's being a little, well, why would she know. be upset? I don't know. Maybe well, didn't she's. did Ron Kim put that out? He just said. He tweeted it. He tweeted it. So, you know, I'm always on the Twitter like you. You You're... A little bit too much, though. Me? Yeah, you. I'm always tweeting news. You're the one who tweets out about like the 90210 girl. That girl. That was a night. She was on 90210, the reboot, the one that sent out the weird message to Putin and Ukraine, that pretty yeah. girl. 
Yeah. And then what was the other one? You're like a little master when it comes to tweeting. The capitalization, the emphasis on certain words. Well, I don't like to. Yes, it's true, though. But, I mean, I do think, though, that uh, I see things and I tweet, then I go right back to seeing things. I see a lot of people just looking all the time. There's you know what difference. I remember? I remember at Fox 5, you never tweeted. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I do. You were, you never tweeted. And so now it's interesting that you've embraced it and well, it's you've a mastered it. It's a different role that I have right. here. And, oh, by the way, it's a different audience. And it's do you feel liberated audience. now that you're able to really express yourself? Because when you're a news person, you really can't. No, I mean, I express myself in other ways. I did. I mean, it was a just okay. it was a different formula. It was a different uh and it was a different time, and I, I I wasn't necessarily thinking and feeling the things that, that I'm feeling now back then. I'm a different person, actually, in many ways. So, all right, so where does it all, what does it all mean? Uh, hey, by the way, Albania, how far is that from Ukraine? I mean, it's not close, but uh, there are a lot of parallels. People are talking about how what happened in Kosovo with Milosevic, it's reminding them of what Putin is now doing with Ukraine, saying, oh, Kosovo belongs to us. And so there are some parallels there. Uh, I Unfortunately, I know people that have been through that whole crisis and the war in Kosovo. And if it wasn't for Bill Clinton and Congressman Peter King coming to Kosovo's rescue, God only knows how many more people would have been slaughtered. Uh, let me see here. It's actually not that far away. It's Alba- not that far, but it, it, Albania, yeah. you could probably drive it, I'm guessing, in about eight hours. Possibly. Yeah. I know Moldova is around. I mean, Moldova is <sighs> around Ukraine, but. Do you think uh, Putin will stop at Ukraine? You mean he's going to go on to Poland or something like that? Maybe. Why not? What's going to stop him? No, I don't think he's going to do that. NATO would stop him. I mean, NATO would stop him. That's yeah. I mean, that's he's not going to do that. But it's not surprising that he did this. So anyway, uh, I found out some interesting stuff about Putin. Did you know that he? Did you see his uh, recent speech that he gave? That was like twenty three pages long, the hour long. When he sat there, yeah, yeah. And do you know you saw how his advisors or whomever they are sat at a totally different table? I I heard that, but I didn't see that. Do you know why he does that? Because I was reading this article that. As a KGB agent, he's always afraid somebody might kill him. And so he always – that's why he when he had that meeting with Macron, the French president, he also – it was like a long table. And he also – you'll never see him eating in public. He always has a little flask with water in it. Well, I do the same thing. Poisoned. I do. I don't blame him. I do the same thing. When I'm in a restaurant, I like to sit with my back to the wall. You know, well, there are certain things you do to, you know, just, you know, to protect yourself, to just, you know, it's not necessarily like I don't think he's he really thinks he's going to be off. In well, that. that's what this KGB guy says. He really thinks that everybody could kill him at any moment. Well, quite like, frankly, it's crossed my mind. I mean, that would solve a lot of problems, don't you think? I That's what I said. I was talking about it with somebody in the lunchroom before. And I said, God, if, if there was only we could get like a sniper to go in there and just kill him at this point. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> such a, You were talking about that in the lunchroom, huh? Yeah, Imagine I know that just it's. Uh, who knows? I'm, yeah, I know this whole thing is very upsetting. Well, uh, so far I'm good. I'm. I, I mean, I. I am. I, I. I don't like that it's happening, but I can compartmentalize. We can all compartmentalize. CNN. CNN can compartmentalize. I noticed they did not miss their Applebee's commercial. Did you see that? I did see. It that. was pretty and, funny. And Applebee's was upset by it. Did you see that video? We put it on our Instagram. It's of a father sending his daughter. She's wearing a pink little puffer coat on her to safety while he stays behind to fight. And he's crying. I mean, that didn't make you cry, Greg? I, I didn't see it, so I can't. So, I mean, yeah, I, take a look at it. It's going to sure, make you cry. Uh, you'd be surprised. It, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's really going to make. And especially after I get a heads up as what it's all about, I very seldom. You will cry. 
I don't think so. I encourage you. Do you have the Applebee's commercial? It. It's on the list. Do me a favor. So CNN is doing this coverage, you know, and they're like, listen to these, listen to the bomb raid uh, sirens, listen to the, the 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 sirens, and then it's right to commercial break. Listen to this. And a little bit of chicken. <laughs> oh my god, Applebee's. I like Applebee's. I like their salads. Like a crunchy chicken one. Oh, you know what? Their quesadillas are really good too. I think it's it's all quesadilla ge- explosion. That's the one. It's all generic food. It all blends together. Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> Applebee's, Applebee's, the delicacies. I do like at Applebee's. Applebee's. I used to work. I, in I new- don't not like Applebee's, but I don't know if I you know like Applebee's. There's but... certain things on it. It's pretty good. So anyway, how are things at home? Good, just busy. The little one, she's five years old. She's got a little bit of a cold. So she goes back to school on Monday. So hopefully she'll get over it. But we had her birthday party. She's very excited. But uh, the problem is when you get the kids all the presents every single day after, where's my present? Where's my present? I'm like, it's she wanted a party every single day. They well, love the parties and the presents. Yeah. You know how they are, but they're the best. Little girls are the best. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Well, anyway, Lydia, thanks for dropping by. Good stuff. Very interesting. Be careful on the subway. Don't take it. Do not. If you can afford to, don't take it. We can, you can, you don't have to, right? How do you get home? Uber? I I drive. I drive in and out. But Uh, I have press plates, so I'm able to park on the street. That is a a key to the city. It says NYP on your license plate. Yes. I used to think that meant police. It actually means press. I know. And it's funny because some people do think it says police. So then they're like, ooh. You get a little spooked. The press. The fake news. Yeah, that's right. Fake news. Fake news license plates. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Lydia. And we'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, who remembers Gil Noble? Uh, oh, and, and Bill McCreary. They have a special look at New York One on some of the best, uh, I guess, African-American journalists. Oh, I know who this is. John Johnson. I don't even have to see his face. Yep, John Johnson. Remember John Johnson. From uh, Eyewitness News, this is John Johnson. He was actually very good, very interesting guy, different. that They were raid. remember during the riots at Attica long time ago? They were rioting and rioting and rioting, and they wouldn't stop until John Johnson showed up. They wanted to meet with John Johnson. There's Lewis Dodley, New York One News, excellent uh, broadcaster. John Johnson, alive and well. You know, I looked up in the news not too long ago to see what they were doing. Storm Field. Who remembers Storm Field? Yep. They're showing the footage of Attica. This is, I, I, wow, uh, John Johnson going there. They needed, you know, a guy from, you know, a guy from the neighborhood. They trusted him. And he helped broker peace there. And I think he was teamed up with somebody else I know. State Senator John Dunn. From Garden City, Long Island, who lived two blocks from me. I was very friendly with his wife, very good woman. She was my teacher at CCD. John Johnson. Who else? Who are the other giants around here? Um, Who was my favorite? I like Jim Jensen. He happened to be white. Who else did I like? Who, who did you guys like? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Richard in New Jersey. Uh, hello? Hello. Hey, hello, Mr. Kelly. Hi, what's hey, up? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, I just want to say thank you for introducing me to 770. I'm a physician who retired two months ago, 
And I used to waste my time coming home from work watching my DVR of David Muir, who had breaking news that was full of crap. And I think you're great. And um, um, so I appreciate it. I just wanted to say that I agree with you about the election, last election. Now, now I'm a Trump-loving Jew, which is like an oxymoron, but there are a lot of us. Don't be fooled. And the other thing is, I feel that, yes, the election was taken from him. Whether he would have won or not, after all the failed and phony ballot harvesting and all the dead people who voted is counted, he may by the hell have won. But I think what the Democrats are trying to do now is steal the midterms by this gerrymandering nonsense. They want to take out that Nicole Metaliakis, whatever name, from Staten Island, because they made the, the uh, congressional district now Staten Island, and then going 20 miles by about two feet wide up into Park Slope yeah. to bring the election back to Max Rose. I, I'm very much against that, and I think they're trying to steal that election. Well, watch out for Vito Fisella. He may get in the race, and I think he could blow both of those people out of the water. The, the Republican former congressman president of uh, the borough president of Staten Island. That might have. Hey, what kind of doctor were you? Oh, I was a radiologist and I worked, um, I did um, breast imaging and uh, ultrasound OBGYN. And I bet a lot of my patients are recognizing my name because I was very popular and I retired only two months ago. And we live in New Jersey, but we're moving to Virginia. So- All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So uh, how do you like this switch so far? It's only two months you've been a free man. What's it like? Are you adjusting well? I'm adjusting very well. I like it. Um, you know, we've, um, we're have we moving to Virginia in a couple of months because that's where my, half of my grandkids are. And uh, what I tell my liberal New York patients at the end, now I can feel free to speak, I say, and guess what? Two more red votes going to Virginia. And we need them there because in New Jersey and New York, they don't count. Uh, don't be so sure of that. I, I feel like New Jersey is uh, – <laughs> New Jersey could become a swing state pretty soon. And you never know. You never know. But, uh, hey, doctor, thank you so much. And I agree with you that David Muir is a pretty boy. You're not getting enough for your uh, time. It's not worth the investment. If you really want to do it, if you really want to give the mainstream news, you can listen to it on podcasts and get through it in about 10 minutes, that same show. Richard, thank you. Good luck in retirement. Keep in touch. Uh, Mike is calling from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yes, hello. Great. Very good show. I'll tell you, I think you're going to be number one on the radio soon. Anyway, uh, I thought it was interesting that you, you want to give up on the a government. It's understandable because ultimately this government has failed us, right? And you, what's even more interesting, what I like about your show, is that your, your hope is that people would turn to God and see what he has to say, his solution to this. And that's what I'd like to just bring out, if you give me a chance, uh, very briefly, but if you, if you were to read Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44, it says that God will set up a kingdom that will never be brought to ruin and that that kingdom will crush all these governments. And when you think about it, Jesus' message was the good news of God's kingdom, right? The bottom line is that God never intended for humans to rule themselves. This has really just been an object lesson of what human rulership would do, which is devastating to us. You see, God's original plan was for humans to live in a perfect paradise. And 
when they chose to rebel against him, he, he had the right to put an end to that right then and there. But rather than do that, he just allowed things to go their way. Okay, you think uh, you can rule yourself successfully? Well, have at it. And this is what we see. So one day, that kingdom that we pray for, when we say, let your kingdom come, we're actually praying for God's government to come and put an end to all these kingdoms because human rulership will always fail. That's no Daniel 2, Daniel 2, verse 44, right? Correct. All right, I will check it out. I like it. Very, very interesting. Thank you, uh, Mike, for that. Thank you so much. Um, I got a uh, interesting indeed. Daniel two forty four. Let's see here. Elizabeth is in Manhattan. Hello. Hi. Nice to be on your show. Uh, you both mentioned um, envy, and I'd like to make a statement that I heard. It's not original. Um, socialism breeds envy. And a little example. Let's say we have free market neighbors and socialist neighbors. And one free market neighbor living in a nice little backyard comes home at five o'clock. And he looks over to his neighbor's yard. This is free market neighbors. And he says, boy, that guy, he may be driving a Mercedes, but he never comes home until 8 o'clock at night. And then I don't see him enjoying his garden, but maybe once every two months. I wouldn't want to be him no matter how rich he is. Okay, that's a nice example of how those people are not envious of each other. They're neighbors. Hmm. Okay, let's take the socialist neighbors. Same nice yard, nice, comfy little socialist yard. And one neighbor looks over to his other neighbor, and he says, Boy, how you doing today? Oh, my two kids are doing just fine, but uh, one of them got a broken leg and he got fixed. But we got, we got a nurse in the house and everything like that. And the other neighbor says to himself, Boy, I got two kids, too. And when my get, kids get sick, you know, no one comes over to me, and I'm paying the same taxes. That's not fair. Uh, all right. I got, I got hung up earlier. Uh, I'm sure everybody, anyway, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you. Where in Manhattan are you? Uh, in the belly of the beast. What does that mean? Around Lincoln Center. Is that what they call that area? Belly of the beast? I never heard that. I've been calling it that when I speak to people who are in more liberated states. Why? Is that a really, oh, yo, you mean like you're in the, 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 the heart of liberal New York? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All those ballet dancers, right? You run into them all the time? Oh, yeah. yeah. I came down here to be a dancer. Oh, good. Uh, you still do that? Oh, no. I'm past that. I'm 30 pounds past that and at least 40 years past that. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure you were great. Elizabeth, thank you. Very interesting observation. I got another one. Stella. Stella in Westchester. Hi. Hey, hey. So real quick, Greg. Yeah, great show today. Um, I want to make a few comments. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, you... I read the Bible years ago, but you have actually encouraged me to read it again, and I have been reading the Bible on a daily basis, so thank you for that. I love it. So anyway, here is my, are my comments. Uh, you asked what country. I know most of us aren't going anywhere, but, you know, I had the same thought. What country would I, you know, run to if I had to run away from here? Um, Iceland, you know, Iceland has, shares no borders, no land borders with other countries. It's stable and it has no enemies. So if I had to run somewhere, I may run to Iceland. It's so, freezing there. Well, it depends if you can handle the cold weather. I mean, people live in Alaska. I don't know. It seems pretty foreboding and lonely. I think I'd go to the Bahamas. Well, yeah, the Bahamas. But I think I'd go to Iceland. So that was m- m- number one. Number two. 
I wanted to tell you about a song that you should look up. It was way before your time. I was just in the 60s. And Go ahead. What is it? It stuck with me. Um, it's called, in the year 2525, okay, uh, Zager and Evans, it's Z-A-G-E-R. All right, in the year 2525, I will look it up. Stella, thank you so much. I only have a minute left, and somebody wants to talk about Roger Grimsby, and I actually want to talk about Roger Grimsby as well. Mike from Long Island, yes, sir. Hey, Greg. Roger Grimsby was right up there with Jim Jensen. I actually, when I was a waiter many years ago, I ran into him, almost literally ran into him. He was the keynote speaker at a Sons of Norway dinner, and I was the waiter. And I came in with a tray of something, and I practically ran him over. And my point about him is that he actually had a grim expression on his face, no matter what. Oh, we just lost him. Yeah, it's true about him. There were so many great uh, broadcast journalists, and they were giants, the local ones. Uh, let's see. Bob Teague. Is it it? Oh, that's it. I got to go. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.